Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group webinar. Today is March 13th, 2023. We're so glad to have all of you joining us here today to take part in this very important work. Um, but before we begin, let us take a moment to link up with each other and sound together the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love about the need, touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. So again, welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, Today's webinar will be on the theme, From Squares to Triangles, The Science of Etheric Structure or Substance. And we have a, one of our coworkers here at headquarters, Maya Costley, who will be uh, sharing a short presentation on this theme. And then we will um, conclude our, med our meeting today with a group discussion. So if you have any thoughts that come to mind throughout our meeting, Please be sure to jot them down or make a mental note, and uh, we should have time to get to those of you who would like to share. So the purpose of this webinar is um, twofold. Of course, we seek to support the work of triangles, which is a service activity, and to um, introduce new members to its work. Um, but we also seek to create a platform for people who are already members to come together each week and to participate in a meditative visualization in support of the work of triangles and together to strengthen the planetary network. And so this is really our main purpose. Of course, we come together in um, you know, some thoughtful presentations and group discussion, but the meditative work the support of the triangles network, um, you know, as well as as well as getting new people involved, you know, the meditative work is really the main focus and the main purpose of our work here. Um, so, triangles for those of you who are who may be new to the work, triangles is a simple visualization technique which uses the power of thought and prayer to transform consciousness. And the work of triangles involves establishing a line of lighted and loving communication between three people who all three agree to vivify that triangular link every day. These three people link together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And this triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into human consciousness. And this practice need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. Now, before we proceed any further, let us just 
join together in a brief visualization, followed by the sounding of the mantra on your screen. So we begin by visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Visualize within that sphere, a triangle. This is the triangle of the three primary planetary centers. Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. We visualize the circulation of energies flowing in all directions around the triangle from point to point, merging and blending the three points and filling the triangle with light. And now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and future, and radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity, stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Now visualize the energies radiating forth from the center and through the five points of the planetary star. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, and Tokyo.
Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups, gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, and restoring peace on earth. We sound the mantra. Radiance, we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus, with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Oh. The Triangles Network is a network of lighted consciousness, which surrounds the planet and aids in the transformation of human thinking. Through it, spiritual energies and principles of a very high order can permeate human thought and therefore action. These energies are of various sorts, but the greatest and most fundamental of all of them is the energy of love. In the cosmos, love is the fire of spirit, and the basic law of the system which demonstrates on every plane. Love is the force of evolution itself, which drives all things towards perfection. It is the great saving force, and the only force which does not produce or further complicate karma. Love is also the great building force, which constructs brick by brick the temple housing the inner life. Love it is also that destroys that same temple when the life, the inner life, is ready to be set free. In the human being, love is a state of grace whereby all that is separate and broken once again becomes whole. The spiritual quest of every human being is therefore to learn to wield and apply this systemic law within the three worlds of human activity. The means of the application of love on the physical and emotional levels is straightforward. The rules of harmlessness 
and right human relationship are well known, even though we may not yet possess the detachment and skill in action to apply them in every circumstance. The application of the law of love on the plane of mind, however, is a bit more difficult and requires a definite measure of soul contact. Manas, or really mind, <clears throat> um, when considered cosmically, is synonymous with the term universal mind, and from one angle is also interchangeable with the terms cosmic ideation and divine thought. As the universal mind, it is the great principle, the first which evolves out of the primordial union of spirit and matter. As cosmic ideation, mind is synonymous with the third or manifested logos and contains the blueprints of the entire manifested world. This blueprint is used by the hosts of the seven creative rays to construct all that exists in heaven and on earth. Cosmic ideation or mind in the cosmic sense through its union of through its union with matter is what gives birth to the various planes of differentiation and also to all types of consciousness and intelligences in the cosmos. It is therefore also the parent or source of the reincarnating human ego called also the Manasaputras or the sons of mind. These are the solar angels who, quote, are ourselves. Within the microcosm, the mind is dual and consisting of a higher and a lower aspect. The higher being homogenous and a perfect vehicle of booty or universal consciousness. And the lower, full, fully differentiated, is the purely individualized consciousness, the I am I. The great task of human evolution is to unite the two and to bring about a seamless channel so that the higher universal consciousness of the higher mind functions perfectly through the diverse and differentiated nature of the three worlds of human living. It is this human soul, or the quote, son of mind, which resolves the duality of the mental plane into a triplicity thus in time, bringing about an unimpeded relationship and union of the lower and the higher. This is what facilitates the expression of a sense of universality with its transformative effects on human thinking and civilization. It is this sense of universality which will greatly aid humanity as a whole to begin to, quote, share in the heart's reaction, and to initiate a culture founded upon the fact of humanity's oneness and thereby lay the groundwork for the spiritual work to be carried out in the coming age. The Triangles Network is an opportunity to wield the law of love upon the plane of mind. And when we work as a group, Soul contact is greatly facilitated, and the inner link becomes stronger.
The keynotes of any network, spiritual or mundane, are unification and unimpeded relationship. And though unity is first sensed in the heart, it must eventually be worked out and applied through the mind. It is through the mind that love is translated into service. For this, for this requires the application of the creative will. And the will may only be exercised via the mind. When we participate in the triangle's work, we can imagine that we link together not just as the individual personalities we know ourselves to be, nor as the purely abstracted higher ego. We must strive to be the linking principle itself, thereby exemplary of this principle of universality, which we seek to bring about. The higher perfectly expressed through the lower, and the lower in time, a perfect expression of the higher, thus at one moment. Love on the plane of mind requires merging individual thought with group thought, it requires release from the individual consciousness, but without the sacrifice of individual responsibility. It requires thinking in the heart, but not the heart of the self, rather the heart of divinity, which is the heart in the head and also the heart in all things. We are told that the personal heart must be lost in order for the heart in all things to be found. And all of this is facilitated by the Triangles Network, which is a medium for the group expression of love on the mental plane, giving living form and character to the purpose and plan of the soul. So let us now. Um, prepare for our meditation to support the Triangles Network. We focus ourselves as a group upon the mental plane and at the center of the even-armed cross of discipleship. Linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light, with all people throughout the world who are working in this Triangles Meditation Group. We sound together the affirmation of love. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, 
will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you're working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. And now lift your consciousness into the light of the group soul, which is the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now, having moved from your individual triangle to the network of triangles, and from the network of triangles to the group soul, raise the consciousness higher still to the world teacher, who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy, and also at the heart of each triangle.
Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love. precipitation. Visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network from point to point and flowing out through the network with the hearts and minds of people everywhere. Now visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. We sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles and see new triangles being formed everywhere.
you sound the great invocation silently or aloud. And as you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. We will use the adapted version of the Great Invocation. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Om. Thank you, everybody. So I'd now like to turn it over to my colleague, Maya Costley. Here you go, Maya. Thank you, Michael. That was a beautiful talk. I was really enjoying your perspective of the science of etheric structure and substance. You know, we all can sort of formulate our own ideas about that. And I think it's really important these days because we're becoming more and more aware of energy and working with it. And uh, it's one of the chapters in esoteric astrology. So I think, you know, the Tibetan is really asking us to begin to understand how these extraplanetary energies are impacting Earth and what our part to play is in that. So anyway, I really enjoyed your your talk. So, 
I know there are some people who are just coming into triangles and wanting to understand more about it and feel more sort of consciously informed about what they're doing when they do triangles meditation work. So I wanted to give a little bit of information that might help with that. Um, I found a really wonderful quote from the old commentary, and it goes like this. The mother is saved by the birth of her son. I want you to think about that. There's a radical initiative being implemented on earth, guided by those who are among the spiritual hierarchy and Shambhala, where the will of God is known, who are tasked with this particular responsibility. But for the first time in human history, humanity via the new world group of world servers is now ready and able to join in this planetary effort and begin to add its share to this important redemptive work on a significant scale. This work and service is called the science of triangles or the science of etheric structure and substance. This work supports the incoming Aquarian ideals seeking manifestation and is a scientific approach to planetary redemption. The work of triangles is an esoteric science because it uses specific techniques and when used correctly, they can make real and lasting changes to the etheric field of the planet. Through this science, hierarchy and the new group of world servers are rebuilding the etheric field of the planet from the current pattern of squares to one of triangles. This will result in the transformation of all manifested life on earth. How is it possible to redeem and transform Earth through the imposition of triangles onto the etheric field? Why is it so important at this time in the history of the planet to do this triangle's work? Why is the etheric structure of the planet being changed from squares to triangles? And why is the work being centered on the etheric level for this transformation to take place? These questions help us to understand the significance of the times we're living in and the profound opportunity we have to do this work. Through the use of the powerful tool of triangles, we can assist in bringing about important and needed changes on earth. The square is the universal geometric symbol that represents a deeper reality and truth about the will of God as it seeks expression through matter. A deeper understanding of the symbol can be likened to the building, to a building with its four walls, or the shape of a cube, a structure found in nature, such as a grain of sand or salt. It is a symbol for stability, groundedness, and material expression. But in terms of consciousness, it translates as a deeply material and matter-bound relationship to life. 
We are told that in the previous incarnation of this planet, the goal was the mastery of material expression, and the etheric structure of the planet was built on a geometric pattern of squares to support this development in consciousness. Once this goal was reached, and the life dwelling within the planet mastered his material expression, like a shoe that is too small for a child's foot, it became restricting and no longer supported the continuing evolution of his consciousness. In the current incarnation of the planetary life, the newer consciousness seeking expression can be represented by the symbol of the triangle. It is the marriage of spirit and matter. It is seen as the relationship between the mother and the father, which results in the birth of the child, the Christ consciousness. Within humanity, is the, it is the consciousness of right human relationship, of this Christ consciousness manifested through the human kingdom. The new ideal of the love of God demonstrated and manifested on earth. This newer consciousness being brought into manifestation will redeem the earth by allowing the energy of love to flow more freely. It will also allow the lives on earth to build new structures and new forms to represent and contain this newer consciousness. To do this, it must start first from the subtler levels because energy follows thought. The etheric field is the lowest level of the mind of God as it seeks to condition matter. This initiative is being organized because it is the overarching goal of the Aquarian age to demonstrate right human relations and group consciousness on all levels of the planetary life. The work of triangles is a mental science that involves the use of the trained mind to visualize a lighted web of energy across the planet. The power of the human mind to visualize is one of the gifts of God and signals that we have a role to serve in the greater life of the planet. Trained meditators are the Ajna center of the planet, the third eye, which represents the capacity to visualize and bring the visions of God's will into manifestation. Now that humanity is capable of doing this, hierarchy formed the new group of world servers, and they're being trained to serve this necessary role in the work of planetary redemption. The work of triangles is also a linking and bridging work because the triangle creates a synergistic relationship and power that can generate light. By this generated light, the etheric field through the power of the mind, is being rebuilt. The etheric web is composed of the thought of those that have the ability to meditate and have the awareness and understanding of hierarchy's effort to manifest the will of God. They are helping to manifest that will in matter. The mother is the intelligent and responsive element of matter it receives that will or blueprint meditated by the minds of hierarchy and the new group of world servers and manifests it. The triangle represents the 
consciousness and love aspect descending into matter. This is possible in two ways because the triangle can be either upright with the point pointing up or with the point pointing downward. It represents the two ways this rebuilding of the planet will come about. The downward pointing triangle represents the destructive nature of this redemptive energy that descends from Shambhala to clear out the old thought forms and mental etheric structures that must be cleared so that the newer consciousness ideas and ideal forms can be built. The upwards pointing triangle represents the building or constructive aspect of these shambolic or will forces, which produces the blueprint on which the new structures will be built. Destruction and construction. The two triangles merge together to form the six-pointed star, the symbol of spirit or the will of God descended and manifested into and through matter. The perfect relationship and perfect balance of these energies of spirit and matter. This formation of energy by thought and the expression of the Christ consciousness through matter is the plan on earth. As members of the new group of world servers, it is our privilege and responsibility to answer the call to this radical and transformative opportunity to make a significant contribution to planetary redemption. Because the new group is now a center of force on the planet and by the collective power of the group meditation, it has now made contact with shambolic energy and can safely transmit it to humanity in the lower kingdoms thereby fulfilling its destiny as a chakra in the body of God. This capability is needed to create the triangle between Shambhala, hierarchy, and humanity, and create the needed channel for the will energy to redeem and transform matter. This is an evolutionary advancement for humanity. The Tibetan has said, do you realize the significance of this? This question is necessarily provocative because he's attempting to awaken us to the role we can play in this work and the opportunity to do it at this crucial time. The transition between the Aquarian and Piscean age provides us an opportunity because the newer Aquarian energies coming in of group consciousness and group thought, which can create the needed cooperation that a large scale group initiative needs to make and have a real impact in this work. By being trained to do the work of triangles and add our daily meditative efforts to the performing of it, we are making a significant contribution to the goals of bringing in the new age. As Margaret Mead said, never underestimate the power of a small group of people to change the world. In fact, is the only thing that ever has. Your willingness to be here, to learn about triangles, to form them together, and do the necessary and important redemptive work daily will change the world. This is the way of the future, and we are that small group of people willing to do it.
Thank you, Maya. It was an excellent presentation. It was so um so um so clear and so uh hopeful and so directive in that feel it really uh lights lights the makes clear the way forward, you know, oh, what yeah. we're doing and, and, and the way forward and and uh and I think that I love that you started off with that quote. The mother is saved by the birth of her son. Yeah. Because it's it's a reminder to me the whole sort of the whole purpose of our work. Of course, you can examine that from many angles, yeah. but it's redemption, mm -hmm. you know, sort of as you said. And that, at this particular incarnation of the earth and the particular energies that need to come mm -hmm. in. Yeah, it's really profound. It's redemption at, at many levels. Yeah. Because I also like that you brought up we are, you know, a center within a much larger body that's one of the one of the basic concepts of esotericism is lives within greater lives and how you know we as human beings are actually you know atoms within a much larger divine cosmic life and how even though we're redeeming matter in our own way at the same time we are also being redeemed through that work of being an agent of this greater greater being yeah. So if anybody would like to share, um, please raise your hand and we can unmute you if you have any thoughts, perhaps a question. Of course, if you'd like to type it into the chat, that's fine as well. Um, perfectly all right. If you prefer not to share audibly, though, we would love for you to. And if you would like to share audibly and you want to raise your hand, you can go to your the reactions tab on your Zoom toolbar, the little smiley face, and you click that and then you select raise hand is one of the options there. Yes, thank you, Andrea. That's I think sometimes I jokingly like to think of myself as an esoteric cheerleader <laughs> <laughs> you know just sort of like cheering us on and and reminding us of how what what this amazing sort of the privilege we have of knowing what we know and the tools we have to do it you know these powerful tools I just feel like I've been entrusted with so much power but at the same time um, all these wonderful, loving people who want to share the work with me. And, and that just gives me a lot of hope. Mm -hmm. Looks like we weren't able to share the transcripts, but they will be up on the Triangles blog. Um within probably by the end of the week sometime. So you can look there to triangles.org and navigate to the blog and they'll be posted there under today's entry. Yes, I agree with you, Laura. Um, I think, you know, we have different types of minds, different race structures, things that it's important. Like when I was hearing Michael talk, you know, we all can sort of conceptualize this work in our own way. And it's great to hear other people's ideas, 
and expressions of it too, because it just helps us all to sort of uh, be aligned with the work and understand what we're doing and why. We do have a hand raised here, Sam, Sam Jones. And actually to say about the transcripts as well, I see more people. Um, if you just stay on the call, I'll share them after we conclude. I'll just have to go to the other computer and I'll share them, share them there. Uh, Sam? Oh, that was so beautiful, both of you. Thank you so much. Um, I've actually got a question. I wonder how people visualize the transformation of squares into triangles as a sort of geometrical pattern. That's a very that's a very interesting question, Sam. It was funny because that's how I sort of started the writing of my talk, actually. I was sort of sitting in my chair in front of my computer playing with, you know, sort of a line version of a square and a triangle and watching one side of the square collapse into it and going, what does this mean? Like, why is this energy pattern being altered? And what's going to happen when it does? And, um, you know, that's when all these thoughts about nature and how these shapes occur in nature and what what's, you know, able to be accomplished when, a, when a something in nature is a, in a square shape or a triangle shape. Because I think that's, you know, one symbol, one way of thinking about what's happening with the energy. Yeah, and just to add, I mean, there's like a the sort of symbolic representation of a square moving into a triangle. You could just, you know, make a diagonal and the square becomes two triangles that's true too um or or and there's many ways to to divide it up um but also it's sort of the significance of the number four mm -hmm. and the number three which you know you know four is often associated with the sort of sort of as that the house or the vehicle yeah. whereas three is the is the indwelling divinity within the house or something the like trinity. that you know so it's sort of symbolic as, as well as geometrical. Yeah, well, and then a triangle has points. So mm -hmm. points can sort of point into, burrow into something. I guess, you know, when I think, of, I also think of, um, you know, a descending spiral, something that's sort of spiraling into something. Whereas a square is very solid. It just sits there, it's, it's holding, a place for something anyway these are just obviously you can take this into your own meditation of what sort of in, intuitions come to you when you think about these patterns and the consciousness related to them but i think overall overall it's it's helpful to just understand you know what we're doing with this work and why hierarchy has you know asked us to help what direction we're going in with it, like Michael said. There's 
Um, a question from Clint Galvin. Do you want to read that, Maya? Okay, let's Wendy. see. Um, Clint, can you explain the meaning of the six-pointed triangle with the triangle in the middle? Three triangles in all, which we see, oh, displayed, oh, like the Sri Yantra, the triangles within triangles? Maybe, yeah. Um, that's a good question. I mean, when I look at the Sri Yantra, I can't help but thinking of the sound that's being, you know, when you do an, a, a mantra or an om or something like that, nowadays science is able to show the pattern of sound on things like sand, and it often takes geometrical shapes. So to me, like those kinds of symbols where, you know, our forebears trying to represent the word of God in, in relationship to matter and the patterns that it takes, but that ultimately it's the mind of God in these geometrical forms, which seem to be universal. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of people have thought about what those symbols mean. I've certainly thought about it. What do you think, Clint? What is your thoughts on that? I'm not an expert. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, there's also a hand raised with Wendy Boyd here. So I'm going to unmute her, okay? Yeah. Uh, Wendy, go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Maya. That was wonderful. And it's difficult to respond immediately because there's so much to think about. But one of the things that has come to me about the square is it's almost seems like a problem that we're stuck in a square reality. But um, there is a gym. I'm sure many people are aware of this who understand maths I'm not very good at maths but it's that geometrical formula of this um, cube unfolded and of course when you start unfolding a cube you I'm saying this really crudely and as quickly as I can we end up with a cross so that the square that we think we are we're not because really once we start unfolding and you mentioned redemption in your presentation, then through redemption, we begin to unfold. And I love the way that that relates to the maths as well. Um, I can't explain maths. I'm sure someone listening could do. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Wendy. Thanks. It's interesting, you know, hearing about the, um, you know, that, that our planet has actually had more than one incarnation um, and that it, it, like us, in each incarnation might have a particular goal or purpose, something it's trying to achieve, but it's over spans of incredible lengths of time. You know, we, we can't do all the work in one, one shot so I think it seems to apply to the planet but since we're part of the planetary life we're kind of part of that purpose that it's working on and you know as we become more aware and we can be more helpful with that 
we kind of are given more information, more ideas to work with, symbols. And like, you know, I was saying in the presentation, humanity seems to have been evolved to do this work of meditation, some of us. And we can use these amazing minds that we've been given to meditate and visualize and and do some of this work. So there's one more hand here. Perhaps it could be our last one. Uh, Maria Christina Donadue. Are you there? There we go. Um, thank you for a very stimulating uh, presentations, truly, because in relation to the number four, the fourth plane, I, you know, I have that very basic four is a number of matter, the cube kind of encasing, and three is a number of love, the soul, the mother, father, the consciousness of love. Um, and yet, I've just been reading again in Cosmic Fire. I, I, it brings to mind the fact that at the same time, we are the fourth creative hierarchy, bringing, thinking about the fourth ray, that linking ray between the higher and the lower. And we're told that it's on the fourth plane of Bodhi where the planetary Logoi make their escape from their ring pass knot. And of course, we know it's on the fourth plane of mind that we start to really free ourselves into the fourth subplane of the mental plane, where we find the mental unit that forms a foundation for um, reaching beyond. I mean, so, and I could keep going on if anybody wants to look about page 112, 13, 14. There's quite a bit about the fourth earth chain, if you will, because we're, you know, we're also on the fourth earth chain and the fourth round. And, oh, and I'm not sure what I'm saying. I'm just throwing out um, some thoughts that have been stirred up that I'm going to follow up on. And so I thank you for the stimulation. And now I'm really, um, that's all, I guess. I'm just stumbling, but I just wanted to share that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's interesting, you know, depending on where you're viewing things or what your role is, there's, you know, different geometrical patterns, different sort of purposes that are all up and down the chain of hierarchy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's overarching ones that we're included within, and then there's, you know, our kingdom. But, you know, obviously, we're also moving towards the fifth kingdom and the, the plane of mind, which is the fifth plane. Mm -hmm. And so there's, you know, there are other numbers there are other shapes and patterns too that we're trying to incorporate. And some of us are working on that and trying to be useful in that way at this point. 
And there's an almost endless number of correspondences in esotericism. <laughs> and yet the Tibetan initiated this service activity that is actually so simple, you know? Yes. And so within the esoteric system, you have yes. this very complex science. And yet it's also very much about simplicity yes, as thank well. You, so that's like, yes, we don't want it, people to yeah. uh, get too overstimulated. Or, <laughs> but it well, is just, very important to know why you're doing what you're doing. Of course, yeah. And, and what you're participating, but at the same time, you know, try to make it as streamlined as possible to make it something you can do every day. Yeah. And there's no one way to do it either. You know, if if perhaps the for some people the more academic occult side of things to them is almost almost a hindrance or an overcomplication and so instead of and so they may have a very a much more direct or simple way of, of visualizing the network whereas someone else who is more you know for them that's their way of approach may actually their vision, their their way of approaching the triangles work may actually be much more complicated. They may prefer that approach. So there isn't one one way to do the triangles work. Everybody finds their own way with it. So it's important to keep that in mind. I think though it's also the collective power of the group. Mm -hmm. You know, there's key things that we all are going to touch on in, in our triangles work that sort of builds that group thought form and the collective power of the group is I think too what we're hoping to generate and together make a real contribution mm -hmm. to the work. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it's like Michael said, there's so much to learn. There's, it's just lifetimes mm -hmm. worth. Okay, I think it's about time. It's a bit, a bit past four. So I think we're going to go ahead and conclude right. the meeting. Thank you everybody um, so much for your participation. And we look forward to you joining us next week at the same time. Just a note for our colleagues in um, Europe and the UK, um, especially if you're just now joining, um, the webinar did move one hour earlier in those regions this week due to daylight savings. It will remain one hour earlier in those regions um, because until the UK and Europe also moved to daylight savings time um, in about two weeks from now. So next week will be the adjusted time. And then after that, we will all be back to the normal time of 3 p.m. Eastern daylight time, 8 p.m. British summertime, and 9 p.m. Central Eastern European daylight saving summertime. Thank you. Listen with one moment, of, with a brief moment of silence. Um, Thank you. Thank and, you. And we'll share the transcripts in just a moment if you'd like them. Just stay online.